Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. And today we're diving back into that popcorn bag. We're going to grab a question that a listener sent in and help me tackle today's question. I'm very happy to have joining me Marsha Barnes, who is a certified financial social worker and founder of the very popular Finance Bar. So Marsha, how are you doing? I'm well, Chris. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing really good. I appreciate you joining me on this random Thursday. I remember I told you, I was like, I have no idea what day it is, but it's it's a weekday. So I appreciate you joining me. Right. Same here. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, the question that I've pulled for you today came in from Amanda, and this is what Amanda wrote. So it's a little bit longer of a question. So uh, sit back, relax when I, uh, <laughs> when I get through this one here. Yeah. Uh, she said, hi, Chris, love the podcast. I have a question I love your insight on. What is the best way to support a parent who hasn't been able to save much for retirement? I'm an only child. And in this situation, uh, with my mom, who's in her mid fifties, she has always made just enough to stay ahead of things and stay afloat, but hasn't saved any money, mostly because she's been in some tough situations and just couldn't. Mm-hmm. I'm 30 and have been disciplined about my own savings since I finished college, but I worry about my mom's future and how it might impact my future finances. If I eventually need to support her, how can I best prepare for that possibility? I try to be smart with my money, but I'm not in a particularly high earning field at this time. I recently helped my mom start her first IRA, but I know that money won't have much time to grow due to her age. Mm -hmm. Another plus is there is a good chance her mortgage will be paid off by the time she's no longer working. That makes me feel a little better. But if she were ever to need long term care or assisted living facility, I can envision that hurting me financially. What Mm -hmm. advice do you have to make the most of this situation? I just wanted to open up with this question to you, Marsha. Have you ever found yourself in a situation like Amanda? Oh, absolutely, Chris. And I would I would say that I'm in that situation now. I have my mom who remarried to my stepdad. I have my dad and I have my mother-in-law, all who live um, in a state that's really, that's next to us. I think it's important what I'm hearing is Amanda stating that she has a fear And what was very important for us is that while the fear exists, we really don't know the facts of our parents' Mm. situation. Sometimes we take them needing our help one time or a couple of times, meaning to mean that they're not financially prepared for their future. And because her mom is in her 50s yet, she still has a way to go, you know, before, Mm. you know, actual retirement. So while there is this assumption that the IRA may not have time to grow, that's really not a fact that any of us are aware of. So in our situation, and what I would suggest to Amanda is you first identify why do you have that fear? Sometimes we have that fear because it's just simply the unknown of us assuming that we will have to take care of our parents and not something that our Mm -hmm. parents have communicated to us, Chris. That is a perfect way to put that because I think sometimes we can jump to conclusions not yes. saying that Amanda doesn't know, but sometimes you can, because of the fear of approaching that conversation, mm-hmm. you're just like, well, I'm just kind of going to look from the outside. I'm too nervous to ask them any details. So I'm just going to look. And if it looks like things are going well, I'm going to assume that, oh, no, I'm going to have some responsibility coming down the road. Um, how can Amanda in this situation then balance that need to or need or want or desire to help her mom, but also not neglect her own finances in the process? Because like she said, she said she's not a, a high income earner. So Mm -hmm. I know she's probably feeling the strain of trying to, you know, give her mom some money, but also save her own future. How do you how do you navigate that? Yeah, you navigate that, Chris, by identifying how you are able to help. 
So, you know, sometimes we do things based on feelings. Sometimes we do things based on fact. And sometimes we just do things because we can only give what we're able to give. So for Amanda, it's very important to ask herself, okay, well, if you want to help Amanda, then how are you able to help? Does that look like purchasing groceries for your mom each month? So now you provide groceries for her. Um, not, it's not making, maybe not a bill, but maybe you, you buy groceries, maybe two weeks out of the four to five weeks that's in a month, you start with how you are able to assist. Are you willing to move in with your mom when she reaches retirement to be able to help her with bills? Is she able to move in with you? Is that a possibility? So it's very important for Amanda because she is concerned right now she may be a lower earner. Maybe that may not be the case in the future when her mom retires, but it's very important for her to ask herself, how would you like to show up for your mom? Even if that's not financially and being able to give, how can you start to help her organize what's next for her future? Like what money will be coming in, Chris? what her expenses are right now, if there's anything that she needs to cut, helping her just get organized for the next step in her life. So sometimes it's not financial help. It's just being able to help her get her next steps in order and organizing. I know sometimes these situations can go in directions that we don't expect it to. Not all parents are excited to be open and, you know, Something that be very cooperative, depending on, you know, what's going on. How could someone deal with a situation where maybe it's a little bit harder to pry some of this information out or even just make that connection to where they feel comfortable talking with you a little bit more? Yeah, I think starting small is very important, Chris. So if you have a parent that's coming to you for financial support, you know, opening up the conversation to say, what is the did you fall short this month, mom? You know, very making it very light. Oh, I hate that for you, mom. What happened? So they're able to open up the conversation to you. You know, well, I had this to pay. A medical bill came that I wasn't expecting. Um, oh, wow. How much is, is that going to be a, a recurring monthly expense that you have? Yeah, the month, the, the payment each month is $75. And I just don't have the extra $75 each month to pay for it. Me being Amanda, okay, well, I want to help my mom. Maybe I can't give her $200 a month, but maybe I can stomach $75 to take on my mom's medical payment. Keeping the conversation light. Chris, when parents come to us for support, and even if they don't come to us for support, just starting to navigate the, their future and you know that you're next in line if they need any type of support, just asking them, Mom, no, you know, I know you're nearing retirement. Are you ready? Is there anything I can help you with? You want me to help you get organized? I'm so excited for you. That way it doesn't feel like prying, Chris. It feels like you're just here to support. Mom, I can't, I'm so excited. I can't wait till I reach retirement. Like I own my days then. Is there anything I can help you with? Get organized? Anybody we need to call? Very light conversations. And then see how they respond from there, Chris. For someone in this situation like Amanda, you know, you have also, you know, your financial responsibilities, but then you have to think about like your mental health. And sometimes yeah. that stress from your parents, you can start to feel that and take that on. How do you balance and you know regulate and keep yourself together while you're dealing with this with someone maybe who is more stressed and fearful and kind of like throwing that at you? Yeah, I, I think we have to ask ourselves, uh, Chris, why it why does it stress us out? And I'm I'm just a believer in there's fact and there's fiction. And when there's fear and you you start to feel yourself being um, anxious and having anxiety around the situation of your parents 
then the way that you balance that is to just kind of jump right in and ask the questions. So for Amanda or anyone else that may be in this in this situation, I think that it's important to really communicate that. Hey, mom, dad, I'm feeling a little bit anxious about your future. I love you so much. I really want to help be prepared if there's anything that I have to take on for you. If there's a need, is there anything that you're willing to share with me at this point? Oftentimes, our parents don't want us to live in fear because they don't want their child to feel hurt and fear, especially you know if it's if it's coming from them. So I would suggest, Chris, is for anyone else is just to muster up the courage to just say that I am scared, I am fearful about the future, I'm not aware of any of your expenses, income, bills, medical that you have going on. So I kind of feel like. I'm in a fog of what could just come my way unexpected. Are you willing to share anything with me? And when you get that information, Chris, you'll be amazed at how some of that anxiety shifts. You know, this reminded me so much of um, the time, I think, back when I when I had a ton of credit card debt and Mm -hmm. I never told anyone about it. I just kept it bottled in and it just it just ate at me. And it wasn't until I finally broke down and told someone. That mm-hmm. I just felt like this weight lifted off my shoulders. And it's, I think sometimes when it comes to money, it feels like, you know, it's your failure. Like if you make any type mm-hmm. of mistake, if you're not where you think you should be, if, you know, you read an article online and it says you should have this much invested and you got $5, like, you don't, you can't, you feel like you can't talk about that. That's but correct. That kind of being tucked away is what kind of eats at you. It makes that stress, you know, 10 times worse than it would have been. So I, I love this advice of, expressing it to your parents, someone, you yeah. know, we all have varying relationships with our parents, but if you're we in do. a situation where we're going to help being vocal and explaining that to them, I think sounds like a great way to relieve some of that pressure that you're feeling and you're holding on to. Yeah. You're, because if not, then it won't go away, Chris, it'll just fester. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, it feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. You leave, you lose sleep on it. You begin to physically make mm-hmm. yourself sick. So you just have to say it. And then once you have a response from them, and the response is not what you wanted to hear, then you just go back again. Give it, you know, three months, go back and just keep revisiting it until they're willing to open up the conversation to you. Marsha, this has been amazing advice. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk through this question that Amanda sent in. But Amanda, if you have any follow-ups for me, please send it in. I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to Marsha see if she has any other great advice for you. But there may be an easy way to get some future advice from you, Marsha, because you have a podcast I heard that's starting up. The Finance Bar, we have a podcast coming, Chris, at the end of this month. So we'll be teeing it up, kicking it off in the in the new year. So I'm really excited about it, Chris. Our website is thefinancebar.com. We're all over social media, in, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at The Finance Bar as well. Come check us out. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.